0: We have to plan in the the face of uncertainty as everybody's planning for the future, nobody knows what the future really holds, we can only keep our options open and try to plan around that as best we can. If you think about how technology has changed in your lifetime, the emergence of Uber, drones, iPods, even the internet, it's a pretty different world. So when you're designing a master plan, you've got to accommodate for all the potential changes for up to 80 years in the future. That's why the QE2 Medical Centre master planning team have invented the world's first time machine. Well, not exactly. But what they have done is planned for the unpredictable. Here's Chair of the Trust, Stephen Cole. Technology's moving at such a fast pace. One of our challenges on the site at the moment is vehicles parking and access. Are people going to be driving cars in 10 years time, 15 years time? Or are there going to be robots behind the steering wheel? These are the things we've got to think about. And while you're thinking about that, you might also want to think about how technology should be enacted for it to work. Here's Luke Parsons from economic consultancy Ubiquay.
1: There's a range of disruptive technologies which are emerging. Partnering and partnerships are really critical to the way in which technology is being um, developed
0: that concept again collaboration if you haven't picked up on it already the QE2 master planners are in love with interdisciplinary collaboration Tim O'Lone is another advocate for collaboration he's a futures expert from ACOM, the engineering firm on this master plan he says technology will impact this project in three major ways one how virtual models of the precinct can help master planners in their accuracy.
1: We're able to test through Legion software, pedestrian modelling, how they, you know, PEDs um, interact with vehicles or bikes, um, uh, the resource management of buildings and precincts. So are able to plug a lot of information into effectively uh, a virtual duplicate or a digital duplicate and start to, to measure how these things work so that the designer the um, you know the creator of, of these types of places and the economists who need to work out how to pay for it can understand what is more likely to be successful than not.
0: Two mobility creating accessible walking areas that encourage collaboration.
1: It would be very easy for us to stand on a Segway or not have to walk anymore we could we could easily invent Uh, this type of technology to make sure that we could move as little as possible but be as effective um, as we are at the moment in terms of moving around urban precincts. I think we all know inherently that we need to move and that walking is actually a fantastic thing to do. So I think that the focus will be less on machines that will help us move around the place and more on creating places that are actually comfortable to move around.
0: Three the presence of portable devices like smartphones, so you can experience a virtual twin of the hospital and the wards you're about to go to before you get there.
1: The ways in which we don't really uh, use computers anymore, we've just got a series of devices, and a lot of them are handheld and very portable. So the way in which we understand our physical environment and our new urban precincts, I think is, is actually probably going to come more through the way in which we can explore it before we physically get there navigate our way through it, find information um, about that environment while we're there or before we're there, and effectively then explore a version of that digital twin. So there's there's quite a lot that we don't know yet, but there's a few mega trends like the three that I've just spoken about, where we can pretty much count on there being significant change.
0: Technology and its disruption can be affronting, but Tim says that these technological advances it basically just comes down to enhancing very human things. Knowledge, communication, understanding.
1: We're not sure if we trust technology. Um, we're not sure uh, if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But every time it becomes really convenient and helps us, we trust it a little bit more. Physical proximity to other human beings is, is critical. In research facilities, in universities, in in teaching hospitals and the like, if you're able to use that technology to more conveniently find uh, humans who you need to interact with or access information um, about your environment, I think that's where we're starting to see it not being such a binary between machine versus human.
0: So that's a taster of how technology is influencing the QE2 Medical Centre Master Plan. If you've got ideas about how to plan for the technology of the future, go to www.qe2mcfutures.com.au and add your input.